Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. So this episode is titled, What Should I Eat to Lose Weight? And I will tell you some tips and ideas for what to eat to lose weight, but the actual title is slightly misleading because there's something far more important that I'm gonna talk about in this podcast. And that is how you think about how you eat, about what you eat, about your weight loss, about yourself. And it's so, so important that you can massively vary your diet and the way that you eat and the choices that you make but if your thinking is not in the right place no strategy will work for you in the long term because you'll find that you keep self-sabotaging so how we think about choices our efforts our habits weight weight loss weight loss progress all of that has a huge impact on on what actually happens in the long run the way that we think and our perception of things and our the way that we choose to look at it, that impacts how we feel. And the way that we feel then impacts the actions that we take. So if you're not feeling great, you'll probably have noticed that you don't feel that motivated to take positive action. You're more likely to eat to feel better, to decide to not exercise. And it can become a bit of a vicious cycle if the thoughts are not helpful, the feelings are not great, and so the actions are not great. And you can end up feeling very stuck on the flip side if we can get you thinking in a helpful way you start to feel better and when you start to feel better you're much more likely to to just nudge yourself to take those little actions that you know are helpful but are not always easy to do in the moment when you need to do them and feeling just that bit better that bit more hopeful that bit more encouraged by yourself and your way of thinking it can make all the difference. It can make you feel like it's worth just carrying on. And maybe you might even start to enjoy the actual process of losing weight, which can seem like an alien concept if you've done a lot of diets, but it's very, very doable and it makes all the difference. So the thing to remember about how we think is that we get to choose what we think. We have a lot of thoughts that will come up automatically based on our past experiences and previous diets if you've done different restrictive diets particularly and you've tried to lose weight with different methods that have involved cutting foods out or certain foods being good other foods being bad or taking out carbs or going low fat or eating at certain times of day all of these things can impact like the way that we think about food and they can also impact the way that we think about ourselves as well so if you're on track you're eating the right things the good foods you feel good and if you heaven forbid fall off track have a biscuit eat some chocolate then you feel really bad you feel guilty and when you feel guilty and you feel like you're failing then you end up self-sabotaging more because why bother i may as well eat these things and start again on monday right so if those thoughts are not helping and these could be thoughts about anything they could be thoughts about your food choices they could be thoughts about your rate of progress that you're making it could be thoughts about you yourself in general if you're really harsh and self-critical then you might look in the mirror and and just 
listen to your brain tearing you apart and all of those things can contribute to then not feeling great and then wanting to eat to feel better and and not taking the actions that are going to help you get to the goals so it's really important to to become aware of your thinking and the subconscious soundtracks that go on for all of us every single day we have about 60,000 thoughts a day and a lot of them are habitual they're they're so subconscious we don't even really notice that they're there they're just our brain chattering away in the background but often they're quite harsh and critical thoughts like we're used to being self-deprecating we're used to criticizing ourselves just as part of daily life we don't even notice that we're doing it so if you notice you're not feeling great you're feeling down you're feeling demotivated not feeling very encouraged or hopeful about your goals writing down your thoughts is is a really powerful tool because it will just bring that level of awareness to it first of all and what many people do then is they have the awareness they start writing things down or noticing their thoughts more and then they feel bad about the thoughts that they're having and they start to judge themselves for those thoughts that's something that we want to avoid because then it becomes a really harsh spiral again where you feel bad for thinking bad and so you stay stuck thinking and feeling bad if you notice the thoughts and you notice they're negative that's a great thing because it, it brings the awareness to it and it means you can then start to work on changing it so just writing them down and then asking what else could i be thinking in this situation can be really helpful because our brains will tend to stick with something that they've thought and practiced before we'll have a neural pathway that is kind of well worn for certain situations for example when you step on the scales and maybe they haven't changed as you hoped they would maybe you thought it would go down and it's actually stayed the same or it's gone up your brain might go to catastrophizing and thinking this isn't working why am i bothering i've tried so hard it's not fair i may as well go and just eat whatever i want today and then that can send you off into that self-sabotaging spiral but if you're writing your thoughts down and then deciding okay what else can i think in this situation if you step on the scales and say they've gone up a pound the first thing to do might be just to ask okay why might that be like looking back on yesterday and the week as a whole is there a possible reason for that if you had a high carbohydrate dinner the night before that could easily just be your body holding on to some extra water extra carbohydrates are stored in the body and every gram of carbohydrates that we store is stored with three grams of water so a high carb dinner can easily make you gain a pound or two the next day but it's not fat it's just carbohydrates being stored with water and when you use up those carbohydrates just by naturally moving around over the next couple of days they get unlocked they get used for energy and the water that they're stored with is then flushed out of your system and you quickly lose that weight again so it could be something as simple as that and it could be that you're just retaining more water for a different reason whether it's hormones whether you've had more salt recently whether just you haven't been sleeping as well or you've been a bit stressed sometimes we just fluctuate as women our hormones can impact our weight significantly throughout the the monthly cycle we have so looking at it from a real scientific objective standpoint can be helpful just to see is there a reason i can identify and maybe when you look back you might decide actually it's probably i have been eating a little bit more this week maybe you've been out for dinner maybe you've been snacking maybe you haven't just been as on it with your nutrition in that week and some extra extra bits and pieces of snacking here and there and if you notice that that's really helpful Again, that's something that our brains will then go into judgment mode on very easily. And you can then start to beat yourself up for having 
eaten too much and then put on a pound. But if you're looking at it as, okay, this is really helpful information to know. I, I can see where things may have led to me gaining this pound this week. This is really useful. I know what to do. I know where I can tweak things and improve things. So this is what I'm going to do this week. This is my plan for those situations where I probably ate a bit much in the week. If you can see it that way, it feels more empowering and it feels a lot calmer than the scales upsetting us and then like seeing the scales as evil and like a horrible sad step that can sometimes make the emotions feel worse if we neutralize it and see it as it's just a little platform that tells us our relationship with gravity at that moment on that day and that's all it is and it fluctuates and it's not the be all and end all and it's not a judgment on who we are or what we've done it's just that number is that number at that time then it just feels a lot more neutral and it's just one bit of data so seeing it like that and then choosing okay what can i do this week to to make some changes that are going to help that that will get you into action and action is always going to be what creates progress it might be that you don't know what has caused that weight gain and actually you think you've done really well and you're confident you've tracked things you've made plans you know you've done you've done a good job in which case you can congratulate yourself for that I've worked with hundreds of clients over the years and the vast majority of them have had weeks where they've done things really well and their weight has still not changed or even gone up a pound and it's it can be very frustrating but it's so important to know that it's that is normal and part of the process and it's not that things aren't happening it's just that sometimes they're masked by often water retention but maybe it's just that it needs just a little bit longer for your body to reach that tipping point where suddenly you drop a few pounds seemingly overnight it happens very frequently but many people get frustrated before that happens and so they self-sabotage and they don't see that progress that they would have seen if they just kept going for another week or two so seeing it that way really helpful looking at okay i'm proud of my efforts i'm i'm pleased with what i'm doing and i'm actually enjoying what i'm doing so I'm going to disregard these scales. I'm going to carry on. I'm going to look at my measurements. I'm going to see how my clothes feel. I'm going to notice my energy levels. Like, Do I feel better? Do I feel fitter? Am I, am I proud of making healthier choices? And if you feel good about those things, then you keep going. And if you keep going, it, it does have a hugely positive impact, just a little bit slower than we tend to want it to happen. Another example of, of thinking could be, say you overeat after a tough, stressful day. This is where our thoughts can easily go to, to feeling really bad about overeating and beating yourself up and feeling like you're never going to get there, ruined it all, all my hard work has gone. This is where our brains tend to go. If we can look at it instead as, okay, what happened there? Like, What can I actually learn from this situation? What were my thoughts that led to me overeating? Like, what What was I thinking when I had a stressful day? Like, what? Where did my brain go with that? And how could I do it differently next time? What could I put in place maybe practically to help me to say you got home after a stressful day at work and then you had like an hour or two until dinner was going to be ready and you just thought, I can't wait that long. I'm just going to have some chocolate. Maybe having a protein shake ready for when you get home or some protein powder in a cupboard and your protein shaker on the side visibly ready for you to put protein in it and shake it up maybe something like that could have helped if you know you've got something planned and prepared that's nutritious still tastes all right it's not the same as having chocolate but actually you feel better for having it because you know it's keeping you on track with your goals something like that could help so that's a practical thing maybe just having something prepared in the fridge like some yogurt or some boiled eggs or 
whatever it might be if you know it's not actually hunger at all and you're just stressed having some other strategies in place for for dealing with that stress whether it's when I come home I'm gonna go straight to get my trainers on and walk straight back out the door for a short walk it could be that you go and stand in the garden and just breathe in some fresh air listen to the birds it could be that you go and put a, a five minute meditation on sit in your bedroom and just listen to that for five minutes or just do nothing just rest it could be that you make a cup of tea and you go and just sit somewhere and just let yourself breathe. So having these strategies can really help. And then from the perspective of mindset, like what thoughts could you think next time? If you notice you were you were feeling stressed and your brain was going to something that drove you to eat to feel better, sometimes just being aware of those thoughts and deciding on a different a different way of thinking can be really helpful. And it depends what the situation is, but if you notice I was feeling really stressed about something I have no control over, then guiding your brain towards what you can control can be really effective. And that's sometimes easier said than done, but so are many, many things. It's still really worth doing because otherwise it's so easy to stew on those things and then feel bad when you can't do anything about it. And then your brain's going to send you to eat. If you focus on what can I control, what's my next step I can take, or how can I treat myself with some kindness and compassion right now? I've had a hard day. How can I be kind to myself and nurture myself through this next hour or so until dinner? That can make a big difference too. Imagining that if your best friend was with you, like what would she be saying to you right now? How would she coach you through the next hour or two? Would she say, hey, go have some biscuits? Or would she say, hey, let's talk about this. Let's, let's process things a little bit. Let's have some rest and you'll feel a lot better. One more example could be, if you feel like I just can't be bothered to cook, like I'm not feeling motivated and I don't want to do that exercise that I've planned or I don't want to cook that healthy meal, these kind of thoughts can crop up and they can they can lead us off track. Whether we've got like the best nutrition and we've got our food nailed, if we feel like we can't be bothered and we listen to those thoughts, then the perfect food plan will not help because you feel like you can't be bothered to make it and you listen to those thoughts and maybe then snack on stuff from the cupboard or order a pizza so being aware of that thinking again is going to make a big difference and and just asking some questions can be so powerful in those situations so it could be a question of how can I make this easier if I feel like I, I really don't want to cook that meal that I've planned is there an easier alternative that I can put together like is there an omelette I could knock up or beans on toast or like whatever else you've got yogurt fruit and granola could I make an easy, simple choice? Have I got like a backup ready meal? Could I just stir fry some frozen veg and chuck in some prawns? Like what what are the options there for me? And another question could be, how do I want to feel tomorrow? Like if I order this pizza now, sure, I'll feel great when it arrives and I can have the first few bites, but then I'm going to feel pretty rubbish tomorrow. If I get myself out of this chair and I just go and do that dinner that I'd planned or I go and make the easier option, Yes, I feel lethargic and tired at the moment, but I'll feel proud of myself for making that meal and I'll feel so great tomorrow. I'll have more energy, I'll feel lighter, I'll feel really pleased that I'm still on track. It's worth the effort to do it. But sometimes asking that question can really help because it it gets your brain looking at things from a different perspective. So when it comes to actual nutrition, like actually what to eat to lose weight, it ultimately is going to come down to our overall calorie intake. And that means that really any foods can fit within that. Obviously, having great nutrition is going to make a big difference to how you feel and how your body functions. And it's really important to include a lot of great nutrition 
alongside anything else that you really love. But a lot of people try to do this really perfectly and try to look for the best way to eat and cut out any foods that they feel are bad foods or any foods that might make you gain weight temporarily, like carbohydrates, even though it's not fat, it's just water. What we want to do is, is look at what is going to be sustainable. Like The best way for you to eat is going to be the way that you can keep doing so that you keep the results that you get. The best diet is one you can stick to. You might have heard that out in the fitness world. That is so true. So the best diet needs to be created by you, for you, based on your preferences. But when we're looking at what will help you in terms of health and in terms of being more likely to stick to the plan because it's great nutrition that keeps you fuller for longer, the things we want to look for are getting protein into each meal. Ideally, a palm-sized serving of protein. Or if you're looking at grams of protein, then normally 25 to 45 grams of protein in a meal which is like a decent serving of greek yogurt or a palm-sized serving of meat or fish or tofu or protein powder or two to three eggs basing your meals around protein will help a lot it'll help you stay fuller for longer and it really supports your body in keeping hold of muscle which is really important because as we as we get older we naturally lose muscle mass year after year a little bit at a time and that accelerates as we get through menopause and if we lose muscle we lose strength and we lose uh, the rate of metabolism that we have when we're younger so it means our body becomes weaker becomes more likely to suffer aches and pains and falls and fractures as we get older and metabolism slowing down means we need to eat less calories to maintain weight so we don't want any of that to happen so if we eat enough protein and we do some resistance training alongside it we're telling our body, hey, this muscle is really important. I need to keep hold of this. Keep it. Take energy from body fat soils, please. And keep me strong. Keep me healthy. Keep my muscle. So protein is really, really valuable for that. And then, of course, fruit and vegetables, lots of colour, lots of nutrients. If you're looking at your meals and snacks and, and you're seeing colour, then that's great. If there's different fruits, different vegetables, and you've got the different colours that they bring, you've got different antioxidants vitamins minerals phytonutrients all sorts of good stuff lots of fiber as well and that's going to support gut health and it's going to help you stay fuller because fiber is something that takes time to then be processed through the gut slows everything down helps your gut function well helps you stay fuller and feel more nourished and then healthy fats we want to include one or two healthy fats maybe three in the in a day if possible this depends on what else you're eating as well. Some days you might have some less nutritious fats from, say you're going out for a meal or you just wanted some cake or a pastry. You might have some fat from those foods, in which case it's a good day to maybe have slightly less of the healthy fats just to keep calories down a little bit. But then on a normal day, bringing the healthy fats back up again so you've got loads of the good nutrition that they bring will help a lot. As long as you're aware of the portion sizes and how things kind of balance out, then you're going to have great nutrition and be at a level of calories that means you can see the weight loss that you're working towards. So your healthy fats would be oily fish, eggs, nuts, seeds, olive oil, avocado. And including those on a regular basis gives your body a ton of nutrients that supports hormonal health, general health, energy levels, and just keeps us functioning at our best. So healthy fats are really beneficial for many, many reasons for brain health and heart health as well. And then good quality carbohydrates for energy, for good fiber again. Carbohydrates that are more natural are going to be the ones that are kind of best for us in terms of nutrition 
and for helping us stay fuller for longer because they've got more fiber and other nutrients and they're going to be your beans and lentils and chickpeas and potatoes sweet potato but things like wholemeal bread is fine if you find that it sits okay with you doesn't cause any gut issues rice is fine wholemeal pasta is fine it's all about the portion sizes really and how it fits within your day but those would be how to kind of get good nutrition from focusing on those food groups protein lots of fruit and veg some healthy fats some good quality carbs but then it's really important to include foods that you love as well anything can fit if it feels okay as long as it doesn't cause you massive gut problems then it's fine and it's so important to include those things and feel feel happy that they're in there not feel bad for eating them so then you feel like you've got a sustainable way of doing things that's going to lead you to success it's when people feel bad for eating these foods that then they feel like they may as well eat other things that that's what throws people off losing weight successfully so nothing needs to be off limits and it's better to be 70 to 80 percent nutritious in terms of how you eat and then have kind of 20 to 30 percent a bit more processed a bit less nutritious junk that you love perhaps versus trying to be 100 percent and cutting things out and then going off the rails because it just wasn't sustainable so find where you're at at the moment and then see if you can make some gradual gradual improvements to nutrition if needed but don't try to do everything you don't need to cut everything out you don't need to eat perfectly and people often find that they know certain people who can just eat junk like pizza or they can go out and have a, a big blowout meal now and again or they can have cake when they go out and and they always seem, seem to stay slim and with these kind of people they're interesting to look at because they can teach us valuable things and people who can eat those kind of foods and and not gain weight they generally have a few key common traits often they have a lifestyle that means that they just they move more often so they might have an active job or they might just be one of those people who's always on the go they might be a bit of a fidget and they, they just they get a lot of steps in during the day because either they, they just enjoy moving around or they're off out and about doing stuff all the time. So they're burning a lot of calories just generally day to day. They might they might do that. They might be less active, but often there'll be people who don't emotionally eat. So they'll eat a cake or whatever, but they'll eat it because they've chosen it and they wanted it, not because they had a bad day. And if they do eat something, they won't feel like they've ruined it and then go and eat something else to feel better or because they've ruined it. They will just eat something less nutritious and then they generally stop when they've had enough and then they move on. And even if they don't stop when they've had enough, often they do because often they're in tune with with their just their body signals and they've maybe never had the experience of kind of growing up with with a bit of a disordered relationship with food like maybe they've just been in an environment where they've been really fortunate that that's just never been an issue so they they are in tune with their signals they recognize when they're starting to feel full and they stop because they know that that food is fine and they can have it again whenever they want so there's no issue they just stop if they do overeat then they don't let that turn into a bad day or a bad week off like being off track for ages they they just recognize they overindulged they stop eating they don't beat themselves up and they just eat again next time they're hungry and they carry on so the difference there is that if if you're eating things that are less nutritious and beating yourself up and then falling off track that is where the big difference is we can learn a lot from people who can eat eat 
junk in quotation marks and then and stay slim it's often down to that so if you're if you're looking to get closer to that making sure you're just moving as much as you can like getting more steps in being more of a fidget at home increasing what's called your NEAT which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis N-E-A-T and that just means the general daily movement that we do people who stay slim and, and eat more food they generally they're more active just through neat so like they do little things like they're always cleaning they're always moving around they're always walking somewhere to get something they're just a bit of a natural fidget and if you can increase your steps that's a great way of increasing activity in a trackable way and knowing that you are increasing your daily calorie burn without like forcing your body to do lots of exercise that then stresses it out and it's a really helpful way to just Look at what you can do with your step count. See if you can nudge it up on certain days. But the big thing is is the mindset around food. Like looking at food as nothing is bad. You haven't ruined it if you overindulge or if you've eaten something that's not that healthy. All you need to do is keep in tune with your body. Wait till you're next hungry. Ideally, make a nutritious choice then. But most importantly, just keep going with, with your plans and with gradually working towards your goals. Don't let it throw you off track for days and weeks at a time. So portion sizes and calories really matter when it comes to weight loss. So planning your food makes a huge difference and checking checking the calories, checking the portions, just so you've got a bit of an awareness of of what is in the foods that you're eating and, and looking out for higher calorie choices and maybe just being aware of portion sizes of, of certain things like granola or nuts or nut butters. Checking those kind of things can make quite a difference because they're so easy to, to have more than you think and just building that awareness over time. And then practicing mindful eating is also really valuable when it comes to weight loss and when it comes to eating any foods. Mindful eating means being really present with the food that you have, slowing things down. If you tend to be a fast eater, actually sitting down at a table and really just being present with that food, noticing each bite and aiming to be a lot slower than you would normally be, aiming to really chew and notice the taste, the texture and really observe how the meal tastes as you go from start to finish that can make a huge difference and it can help you get more in tune with 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 the taste of foods and noticing is this food actually worth it like if it's not that nutritious sometimes we're in the habit of just eating things because we think we like them but actually when you slow it down and you really zone in you might notice like the generic biscuits or cookies that you can get from the supermarket maybe they're not as good or maybe certain chocolate bars are not as tasty as you thought other ones maybe they are maybe they're they're actually even more delicious now that you've slowed it down and really tuned in and either way that creates a win because if you notice certain things are not worth it anymore then they could be things you decide actually i'm not going to have that i'm going to save those calories for something better something i like a lot more and if you decide actually this is delicious i love it then you get to really enjoy it and when you can enjoy it guilt-free with a really good mindset around it then it becomes something that it doesn't throw you off track or you don't throw yourself off track because of it. You realise that you get to enjoy these foods and you can plan them and include them guilt-free and you can have them again whenever you want because nothing's off limits. So you get more enjoyment from the food and you often find you can stop sooner because you're more aware of it and you notice the taste and you might then notice that after the first few bites, the taste is still really good, but it starts to fade. And that's your body saying, hey, we, we kind of had enough of this now. Like we're getting to a point where not that hungry, feeling quite satisfied could probably stop. Whereas if we're wolfing it down quickly because we're distracted or because we feel guilty, then we've finished it by the time we even realise that. And then we, we just get that sick and stuff feeling 
a bit later on. So mindfulness, mindful eating is, is a really powerful tool as well so that you can enjoy anything, whether it's nutritious or not. And it's great to apply when it's nutritious as well because you might notice actually this healthy meal that I thought I was kind of having to have to lose weight, actually, like it actually tastes really nice if I if I focus on the different elements of it and the different tastes and textures and I've put colour on my plate and it looks pretty. All of that can mean you enjoy nutritious foods more as well. So the key point with this is you don't need to be perfect at any point. If you try to be perfect and then beat yourself up for not being perfect, you feel like you're failing and you're much more likely to then give up at some point because it's just not a fun way to do things. It's not an enjoyable process. But if you plan things, you plan food, you keep track of it, you analyse any slip-ups, you're, you're interested to learn, okay, what can I take from that? How can I tweak things and, and do better with that next time? Then you learn so much and you keep going because we, we enjoy learning and growth as humans. We're, we're programmed to feel good when we're learning and improving. And if we allow ourselves to do that, if we look at things with curiosity and compassion and interest and kindness, we get to move forward. Like We learn things and we grow. If we look at this whole weight loss process through the lens of restriction, having to be perfect and then getting frustrated when we're not and listening to the negative thoughts that come up, then we just end up self-sabotaging. And so whatever you choose to eat, like unless you do it perfectly, which for 99.9% of people is not sustainable, you're going to fall off track at some point, even with the perfect plan, because you can't stick to it perfectly. So being imperfect and taking messy action, but enjoying it is so much more important. And it's also important to remember, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It's not a race. There's no deadline. There's no point at which you failed if you're not a certain weight by a certain time. It's all about making little changes and small changes and gradual improvements they take time to to show the progress you're looking for in terms of the weight but they make incredible changes that last for the rest of your life if you're doing it in a way that you enjoy so when you're used to restricted diets and you're used to cutting things out to see quick weight loss your brain's going to be programmed to want to see that happen again it's going to want it to happen quickly it might see your friend that's doing keto and has lost 10 pounds in like two weeks and see your other friend who's done some other diet and she's doing really well and lost loads of weight and it will think you're not doing well enough you're failing like this isn't working so it's really important to be aware of those thoughts and decide to think differently to choose to think what they're doing like that may work for them it, it may well not and regardless like, i'm doing this and this feels good for me this feels like it's the right thing to do it's sustainable it's enjoyable i'm doing well and it's just going to take a bit of time, but that's okay because it's not a race. I'm just working on gradual improvements and ultimately you're far, far more likely to succeed with a, a slow, gradual change way of doing things rather than cutting out things that you love and then finding it's really hard to keep that going. So noticing how food makes you feel as well, noticing what feels good in your body like what is your body saying yes thank you like i really love this and not like yes thank you this this chocolate is delicious and giving me a hit of dopamine for the first 10 20 seconds but what feels good like 5 10 15 minutes later and then like hours later the next day what gives you sustained energy and helps you feel lighter and just better in general 
and what small changes could you make this week just to to nudge things in that direction towards a little bit more nutrition a little bit more protein maybe a bit more color extra vegetables at dinner or a bit of fruit in the day what little changes could you make that feel good feel like they're taking care of you and they're heading in the right direction and sometimes that change might be hey i'm going to actually plan in a bit of chocolate or a piece of cake and i'm going to really enjoy it and then the rest of my meals around it are going to be great nutrition and actually that feels great too because that's me being balanced and healthy and sustainable and including foods that i love it's a process that can change depending on where you're at but little changes that feel good for you are going to add up to make a huge difference so the most important thing is to just enjoy the way you do things and not try to be perfect with it consistency will always beat perfection and you'll only be consistent if you actually enjoy what you do so that might start with with less nutrition than is optimal less less protein or less vegetables but just planning to start with planning in foods that feel realistic for you at the moment and then making those little changes as you go on but if you plan things realistically you're making a promise to yourself and if you then stick to what you've said you're going to have you're keeping that promise and it's keeping promises to yourself that really starts to build self-trust and it starts to build your confidence that you can do this and it starts to make you feel good because you're on your own side you're supporting yourself and you're sticking to what you said that you're going to do and then your brain starts to open up to maybe maybe we could make this healthier choice like maybe we don't want to have the the all the chocolate that we've planned maybe we can leave some because we can have it again tomorrow and it's amazing how the brain will start to do that so planning realistically listening to your body allowing your brain to take the time it needs to adapt and learn these new habits and over weeks and months like these small changes will add up to incredible progress it won't happen overnight and sometimes there'll be weeks where you think is it happening but if you're looking at it as am i enjoying this like do i feel good and caring less about the scales and about being perfect and much more about just learning enjoying it taking small steps forwards you will create incredible lasting results from that so that is it for today i hope that is a helpful podcast if you have any questions need any help please feel free to get in touch. My email is hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk. The links to find me on Facebook and Instagram are in the show notes. And if you have any time to leave me a rating and review, that would be hugely appreciated on iTunes or any other platform. Thank you again for listening and speak to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.